Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Talk Art. I am Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamond. Today we are joined by a national treasure officially, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy the Chihuahua. And also Hello, Jimmy. Jimmy can't Jimmy's talk. the best guest ever because Jimmy's already been like tapping my arm, demanding <laughs> hugs. I mean, gotta love Jimmy. Jimmy's sat on the lap of a true <laughs> national treasure. But this is actually a first, isn't it? I don't think we've had a dog actually in the recording. No, we've had we've had Rocky in the uh, the other side of the glass, watching, observing, but Where we've never had a dog, a dog in the booth, right. so this is a massive treat for us. But we have the man, the legend, Martin Creed. Right. Hello, Hi. Martin. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. It's also another first because you're actually a Turner Prize winner, and we've never had a Turner Prize right. winner on our really? podcast before. That's um, true. That is true. So yeah, all the way back in two thousand and one. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Embarrassing you right now. You're oh like, God. Yes. Yeah. How, how do you feel? Star. So how do you feel yeah. about being referred to as uh, a national well, treasure now? All right, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I suppose um, I, mean, I think it's quite funny. Yeah. Aye. You do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Aye, aye. That's good. I don't know. But, um, actually, I try not to read anything about like reviews or anything like that. Oh, really? But I do sometimes... Look at them from a distance. What? You know? <laughs> what? In retrospect, when you when the show's and finished, you were then no, no. Like, I mean, like I mean, um, like from a few meters away. <laughs> oh, oh, so you're going to pick out certain words. So, like, so I get the basic idea. Got it. Got it. But, got um, it. but uh, yeah, no, no, I'm not. Well, I just, I try, I just because I get hurt too easily. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just start thinking about it. And, you're analysing it too much. Yeah, and maybe then I feel like I... Because I, I easily... I really easily feel sort of taken over by things that, like either people I'm with or or just um, experiences. And uh, so if I read stuff, then, uh, you know, I, 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 I quite easily get, you know, get obsessed with it. Of course. In one way or another. Well, that's the case with any creatives, I guess. I mean, I'm an actor, and I think when you get reviews come out, if you end up reading the reviews and you see something in them that's, you know, positive sometimes, that can throw you, that can kind of fuck you up a bit. And then the negative stuff obviously does fuck you up. But the positive stuff can spin you off somewhere else. Or if someone says, oh, I like the way you deliver that line, or I like the way you said this, which I guess is the same situation for you, is it? When you read a review, it can 
if it shows you something that you didn't know was there, but in a way that kind of scares you or you mm. weren't, that people's depiction of you, what they're projecting onto you, yeah. that can kind of throw you, right? Yeah. yeah. And and, and uh, also, also if uh, I often agree with the, the negative <laughs> criticism or, yeah. I, or I might partly agree with it or something like that and... And then uh, is that because you just want to hurt yourself, or is that well, genuinely? <laughs> I think I'm quite good at that, but right. maybe a lot of people are. But yes, uh, yeah. But then again, you know the, the other. Th- but but actually, um, I do uh, think I do worry about not like about like getting if you're too much in a bubble and and and, and don't uh, yeah. you know if you don't read Interact reviews with... and don't whatever you know then then I feel like that's a dangerous. Of course. Because that just leads to you being on your own in a room. Sure. Well, you, but your work is so interactive and so kind of dependent on the public's experience with it that that, you, that kind of aye, bring, turns well, it on and brings it alive. Aye. Well, I, I feel like it's really important for, uh, for me to do things out in the world. I don't really have a studio particularly. Oh, right. Like because, which is for the same reason that I'm worried about that if I'm too much... On my own, and I like being on my own, sure. and, I, and, mm. I, and I'm, I'm on my own quite a lot working. Yeah, insular, you, know, you become. I, I, right. But if I do that too much, I just go off on one in my own kind of fantasy world. So it's, it's, I'm, I, I feel like it's important for me to try and get real about things as early as possible. But have you noticed and, a difference in the work then when that has been your experience, where you have retreated or become a bit reclusive with it? Aye. Do you? I've, aye. Well, because then I think it's, it's just a real shock to go into the world which doesn't just have me in it and uh, and then and see what the stuff is is like that I've been working on got it you know I mean yeah. it's a bit like and that's also why I do a lot of gigs and that or I like with the music and that just because that feels like the only way to find out about it and it's but it's the same but an exhibition to me is a gig basically yes you know it's a live show yeah 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 that's on it's just on for what a month instead yeah. of an hour or whatever yeah, you know yeah, but yeah. it's still a live show yeah I've always been really fascinated you know, in your work by how music is so uh it almost like informs a lot of the sort of way you approach making art in a way, because mm. I read that that bit where you were talking about um, uh, scores of music and how Aye. you can almost read a score of music and it gives you the set of rules or something that that how you're even the crescendo or all the different instructions and then how it can be performed differently um, by different uh, musicians um, yeah. or in different even buildings or acoustics or and it constantly changes and evolves. And then if you apply that logic to a lot of your artwork, I, I, I often see that real link, which isn't necessarily something I think about with lots of other artists, but I love how even though you might, I don't know how, how you, maybe you can explain this, but whether you see yourself as just like an artist who makes music or whether you are a musician separately from being an artist <laughs> yeah, or whether it's which, all just <laughs> you being a human being, being creative. But I, for me, yeah. it's all very linked, the whole thing. Aye, well, to, uh, I've definitely really very self-consciously made some visual works that uh, in where in which I was trying to make a piece that was more, a visual work that was more like a piece of music um, and uh, but the thing one of the things I was thinking about uh, I've been thinking about a lot is the f- uh, it's it's the fact that um, that everything is a live experience and so when you look at something 
and and that's maybe obvious with music that it's obvious it's maybe it's more obvious possibly that when a piece of music is on you know you you it's on and then when it's off it's finished you know mm-hmm. but um maybe it's not so obvious possibly with visual work that but i think that it's the same thing that so in the, so looking at something is a live experience just which is always different but and you might think that that the painting or whatever it is you're looking at that might have these shapes on it that are that seem like they're fixed you know and the, 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 there's a, there's a, there might be a red circle and a square a blue square and those might never change because the painting is you know going to stay like that if yeah. it's dried you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but um but the fact is that you're different from moment to moment. And so it doesn't matter whether the painting stays the same. You're changing all the time. And therefore, the experience of looking at a painting is always a live one that, yeah. is, that is ever changing. And that, and you know, and that's it. And, and so, so, so basically, nothing is ever, so everything's a live event. That you know, even looking at a painting, that's the way that I, that yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. So, but in that, but I feel like I learned that, or if I don't know if that, I don't know if I could say that that's a fact, but I feel like that about it, and I feel like I, I came, that came to that from music, from uh, doing music mm. and thinking it wasn't so different, really. But do you mean looking at the painting as in physically where you stand in the gallery looking at it, your experience there, or you mean as a human being you might look at it today and in a year's time look at it and you feel differently? Uh, well, I mean both. That yeah, you're because yeah, you're you you know because physically you might be looking at that painting, you might have a stomach ache one day, a headache the next day, and a, and a, and you might have or you might be or having a, a laugh with a yeah. pal or a hangover eye, yeah. and then, <laughs> you know, and you physically. And you're physically moving, you but are. you're but there's all but then there's your feelings as well, and I. Oh wow! Yeah, and cool. so it's always live. So, and you don't, you know. But um, so I suppose in music you've got two, you've got the person, and then the music itself is changing all the time. So you've got two things that are changing. Mm. You know? mm. And with live, uh, with sorry, with visual work, you've got the people who are changing all the time, and then you've got mo- although I know you've got a lot of uh, visual work that isn't fixed but a lot of it is fixed in place and then you've just got one element that's moving and one that's not moving the observer kinetically i mean yes, right. but uh, physically but uh i but that's how i got into making a lot of work that does move and change you know well, we were talking about this last night about about music but the fact that you there is a rhythm that runs through all your work and especially what you rose to prominence with when you won the turner prize was uh, at the uh, lights on lights off work number 227 which is an empty gallery space, very ballsy. Lights go on, aye, aye. five seconds, lights go off. And there's lots of works of yours that have, in in the description, in the title, the, the timing for, like, this is going to go on for one second, one second off. And the metronome features a lot in your work, and it feels aye, like aye. there is there is a constant rhythm and the beat that goes through the works that, you know, the, the public might not be aware of. That's my feeling with your work. So that it pulses, you know. Right. You saying that you saying that about the kind of because you, you'd make a lot of paintings. There is a stillness in them because they are quite geometric. A lot of the, mm. a lot of the work, especially the kind of Aye. the boxes piled up and everything. But the fact that they your work is so triggered by the public and that interaction keeps that movement going throughout the vibration through all your Aye, pieces. Aye. Definitely rhythm. It seems like. And re- or repeated yes. things see- seem like I mean it's obvious to me that, that I mean I must I must like that because yes. 
or get something from it because I do it a lot. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, uh, but and I think it is partly a comfort thing. I think that it can be that um, that in a world where everything is changing all the time and is yeah. sort of chaotic, and 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 in my internal, I mean, I'm talking about my internal world as well as uh, you know the, the the if I look out on the street and you know the whole world, which I wouldn't distinguish really between the inner and outer worlds, but. Um, the, but the, that's so ever changing and chaotic, and sometimes it can just feel like I'm falling, you know. Got it. And uh, so, I I I see to me a lot of these works and things that I make are, or I try to make are like basically something to hang on to. Well, it's you know, finding like order. A, your, your work's about finding the order. I, the world, yeah, and you have it? rules. But it's well like a. But I would see it more like a um, like it's like a fence. It's like building a fence, right? With it, just got a you know, and obviously a fences often have like a rhythm, you know, of course, pattern. balance. And then yeah. you know, and and through that fence, you can basically enjoy the world. You know, you can look at the lions and tigers on the other side of the fence, and you're mm. safe. From, you know, mm-hmm. you're basically it protects you from the chaos. But it lets you see. So there's a safety in that. It can you can enjoy all the stupid stuff going on as I, well. I've always felt you know, so it's you, like a framework. I've always felt with your work that the rules that you um, put in place, say at the beginning of making a work, for example, because you mm. often have these kind of sets of rules or order, somehow then create incredible freedom or or joy or something. It's like it's like out of the kind of strictness of setting up the order Aye. you actually get the opposite you get this kind of complete release and joy and like Aye. you know it's a bit like when you fill up the room with balloons where it's like half the air in the room, the room yeah. the volume Aye. of the room is, is actually blown up in in um, ordinary balloons um, and then once people start walking into that it suddenly becomes like out of that rule becomes this complete you know and it's also a unique experience for every single person Aye. that goes into it because yeah. some people might like rubber other people might find it terrifying <laughs> yeah. some people might get scared of when the balloon explodes or whatever <laughs> but I love all those the, the kind of complexity of all of that experience that you can have out of that very simple rule making Aye but the, the making like having a framework to me is like that like having a fence where you can so, it's a, uh, so you, if you have a if like with the balloons, you know, if you it, it, um, uh, you like parameters. Ah, if you got... give yourself parameter, and then within that parameter, you feel safe and you can explore. Ah, that, and then you, but you need to contain be... that space yeah. to be able to do that exploration. Yeah, and you have to contain it for other people to be able to, to enjoy it, it or you yes. know whatever, because otherwise it's just every. Otherwise, it's just everything being everywhere, and it's all. Over the place, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Over, over the years, Martin, like I, I've been looking at sort of, I guess, what we call contemporary art, probably since I was twenty-one or something. Uh, and over the years, your work has constantly like popped up, and I often see it in different places. Mm. And often, it's very different looking in a way, but I always know it's you. If right, right, right. And um, <laughs> and one of the the funny things that I've always found is like the 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 lasting impact it has on me. So, for example, I remember walking into the Savile Row space at Hauser and Worth with the sculpture Mothers, mm. which um, is actually, since we've been mentioning to people we were going to interview, so many people bring that sculpture up. Oh, really? And I swear it's gone into so many people's psyche because <laughs> there's something about this idea of mothers. That, that's got, so this, for everyone who doesn't know, is a giant, um, is it like 25 foot tall or something? It's huge. Uh, it? Or it's, it's big. Oh, or maybe I don't it's, know the exact dimensions, yeah. but I made it as big as possible within the room, the 
the, play, the first place that yeah. was exhibited, I made it as big as it could be there. So it's this the, giant sculpture with the word lit up that says mothers. And it's... Neon, isn't it? It's a neon. Aye. And it actually spins around above you. And <laughs> it's got this kind of... It can be... But only inches above your uh, head. Uh, Aye, yeah, so exactly. Aye. You feel the wind as it passes your head. What do you do if someone really tall's in there? Is there just as you walk in the gallery? Or? The, I don't know. They ha- there was a lot of discussion about that kind of thing. Yeah, because it's less than... It would hit you if you were in. It must be like the, seven foot. Ah, it's from about seven the bottom feet of it, yeah. from the floor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I'm six foot two, and I remember it literally. Ah, I could feel it. it feels like it is going to. Yeah. Even yeah. I'm six foot one, and I feel like it's going to hit me. And that work is so genius because it's like. Does it constantly got, spin, or is it on a on a time? It goes. It, it go. It, you know, it constantly spins, but right. it goes from as slow as it can be, to, and then it speeds up to fast, and then slows down again. So it's on a cycling, okay, got um, it, got it, got it. cyclical, yeah, um, uh, accelerating and decelerating thing. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> and it's good for me. It's just like a, a when I first saw it, I was like, "That's so cool!" Like celebrating mothers somehow. Like this idea of. Mothers. A monument to mothers. Yeah, it's kind of like this big <laughs> monument to mothers. And then you've also got this other like tension because as it's spinning across you, it's almost like menacing somehow. And it's kind of it becomes something imposing, completely other. Very imposing, but yeah. Psychologically, it's so true because everyone, you know, has their parents in their head at some mm. point in their life, Aye. whether you let it go or you don't let it go or whatever. But I loved that the simplicity of it. And that for me is just like the I don't know that's well it makes up. you feel like an infant I guess it it makes me think of the Muppet Babies and right. in the Muppet Babies you used to have Mum's legs would come <laughs> in you'd never see her but from you'd only see it from the Muppet Babies POV right and, yeah, so that oh, feels yeah, like right. it's the, like you're the infant there's the mother up there spinning around getting on with her life oh, yeah, being really powerful matriarchal and you're below kind of avoiding uh, and smiling uh, and trying to see get a better view of her <laughs> that's what it feels like for me how did right. that work come about uh, it came about. Uh, part I think it it was all it wasn't like I I feel like a lot of works come about uh, quite without there's not necessarily that much thought goes into it and or the thought happens later or whatever but it was it was more or less from I'd been I'd done a lot of these neon works with mm. um uh, with words mm. and I first got into that from doing because I because of um, doing a public work so it was outdoors and I and that's how I first did the neon because I thought well the neon you know if it's lit up people will be able to see it out you know so and Mother's was actually inside but that, that's how I get into neon because of kind of have wanting stuff to be seen at night and things but um and I, I did a lot of things where I wrote words in neon like or phrases like everything is going to be alright right. was one was the, one of the first ones and um uh, and um, that's travelled around the world. That one as well. I was listening to something, uh, some New Zealand radio station. You, oh yeah, that was, that was up in New Zealand. Oh yeah, and... yeah. There's one in Christchurch, which yes. is in a museum there. Yes, yes, yes. I and I get into that because of doing actually from doing things like the lights going on and off and these kind of abstract works or whatever. You, I don't know if you, that's what you'd call them, but the um, wanting to be, trying wanting to communicate more directly as i saw it or you know using words yeah mm. um and uh and often thinking when i was talking about work thinking oh well i'm talking why if i'm talking about the work like this why don't i just have the words 
you know, as mm. the work, you know. Mm. <laughs> and that's how I get into these neon words and th things. And then, but it always bothered me. The, far, the, the first neon I made was, was made for, the, for a specific building. So it was the length of the building. You know, that was, was this I, the Tate Britain one? Or? No, it was no. I, that is the, the Tate Britain one, so but that wasn't made for that. It wasn't made for that uh, building. It was, but it but was eventually fitted. I, so it's the whole world plus the work. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they also own everything is going to be all right. Actually, the original oh really? I, which mm. was from the East End, from Clapton, and that was the one I'm talking about with that was the full length of the building. Right, 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 and. Uh, but then I then because I got on a bit of a roll with doing these neons and I started making some smaller ones mm -hmm. for galleries and things. But it always bothered me that um, uh, the, the size. It's like why is it that size? I mean, if it's on a building, then it then the, the, then it's clear that it's because that's the amount of space I've got. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so and then I always thought it was funny, like and then and then I, and then I was always thinking, oh, but why, like why, why don't you just write it on a bit of paper? I mean, why, why, what, why are you doing a neon? Mm. You know, if it's, not, I mean, and I always, I always get, I started getting bothered by that, and so. And so mothers came about from thinking about the size of words and what difference it makes really at all, if it makes a difference at all and thinking, oh, why don't I make a really big, why don't, what if it's a really big, as big as possible, you know, words really big. And I think, and I think that's how it came about because I was just thinking, I was just thinking about that and thinking, well, what word could be done really big? Mm. And I thought of mothers because, because of I don't. I think this is how it came about, but I, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm making this up. <laughs> it's something like that. It's definitely an experiment in making words as big as possible. Because I was thinking that mothers have to be big physically. You know, obviously a baby has to be small. I mean, the mother has to be bigger than you can't have a mother yeah. that's smaller than the, the baby. baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like the physical size is yep. um, part of the equation. But so and uh, and then I just started thinking it was funny, you know, that the, the, um, uh, imagining a huge thing saying mothers, you know, and also because of motherfuckers being because of mothers being a shortening of motherfuckers as well, is which um, oh, part well, of it that I've that. always. Yeah, that's part of it. Oh, that, tra that changes the work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't aware. I, thought, I was thinking about my mom and her lovely shoes. No, no, no. I'm thinking about the fuckers. Great. Okay. Mothers. Mothers. <laughs> yeah. And then that work led to another work, I think, if that's the right order anyway, um, in New York, where you did the word understanding in red Aye. neon, which I think is literally one of my favourite works, like, pretty much ever. Yeah. Simply because the word understanding, and I know, like, there's a lot going on in American politics right now and all that stuff. But what year did you do that? Twenty. I uh, uh, um, it, it was must have. I it must have been twenty sixteen. Because it's kind of recent, isn't it? Aye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recent history. That was a conscious attempt to like make a kind of. Like, but that was since Trump was in power. You made that. Uh, oh, because he I came in in twenty sixteen. I don't know if he was. And no, he I, wasn't in power. I wasn't feel he? Like he wasn't. No, no but the world was. Okay, I, I mean, not. I mean, no, but the, it felt like not that the world has ever been not in a terrible yeah. situation, but it felt, I did feel like that it was. It, it would been the, the year before had been the terrible refugee crisis, as yes. it was called, even yes. though it was always a refugee crisis. Yes. But what what got called that at the time in Europe, and then 
and I, and 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 just in the whole and and ground zero being even where where I did understanding was you know you could actually see from there the new building they've built mm. on the Freedom Tower, the World Trade Center thing. Yeah. I and um, you know so I I just thought I'm, if I'm doing something in New York like that, I've got it's got to like in 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 the world now as it yes. was then. I've got it's got to be a some kind of like peace monument yeah, or something. Yeah, it's got you to know? resonate. Like, what I quite like it's got about to be it, literal though. in some way, literal, not not some and not like too subtle. Yes, like yeah. in yeah, a, yeah, you yeah. know, like yeah. what I like about the fact it spins is that you read understanding and then you see it back to front, so it's, you don't understand it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you have a to go, what does that say? What does it say? Oh, I understand it. Oh, I get it. Now. Uh, it has that kind of. But <laughs> I, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. But actually, the spinning thing as well—that was part of that. Was a, that was going back to the mothers, which spun round as well. Was that? Um, I was just thinking that word, you know, words. You, you know, you always basically read them, and why can't they face in all different directions? You know, why do yeah. they always have to be the same way around? And got it. You know. But understanding's got a joke in it that uh, you can stand under it, you know. Oh, yeah, so, and that, that was one of the. Yeah. That was kind of an extra. Uh, things like that help, like like with motherfuckers. It, uh, not you know those little. If there's a little thing in it, like a stupid pun or something. Yes. That often helps me to. Yeah. Take the leap to do it. But that is your work. You know, that is your work. Your work it's a is bit fun. Stupid, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Not too. If it's all serious, serious and kind of yes. like all calculated and kind of like, but that is your work. Your work is right. fun. Your work is is joyful, and <laughs> then words uh, bounce around your pieces because people have experiences in it, and they're normally smiling. Right. You know, they might be confused at times, or they might be frustrated, but there is a smile there. There's a half. There's actually smile a hilarious video on YouTube of some like. Um, American journalist who is just running around understanding under that sculpture, no, really? asking yeah. asking the public what they think of it, and he and he doesn't have a clue what it's about. But I think he's actually kind of joking, but but it's very funny. And he he's by the end of it, he falls over because he's so exhausted trying to keep up with it. He runs around right, at the speed I mean, of your sculpture. Okay. He's sort of racing around, speed. and he's like, "I'm trying to see how how I can keep up with contemporary art." It's actually really funny. <laughs> but I loved that because I was just like, "Well, that's kind of what it's all oh, about." Yeah. But understanding for me as well, right. I heard you. You talk about this idea that. of peace and about how to get uh, peace. You might never be able to fall in love with somebody that you don't um, share the same opinions with, um, but you might be able to understand them. And that the whole problem with the world and the reason we're all at conflict the whole time is because no one actually takes the time to really understand each other. Aye. And I've also read that the guy actually who commissioned that project um, from the American Public, New Public, York, art, fund. public art Fund, yeah, right. he described you as a poet of the everyday. Mm. And I was just like, that's so exactly what it is, though. It's like this. It, somehow you manage to get to the root of like human emotion and human complexities, but in a very simple way. Yeah, you, you reduce you it. reduce everything to what it its perfection is. Right. You don't need anything else. Right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I feel like we're just like saying we love we're you. We're just now. basically wanking over but, you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice of you to say. Um, anyway, um, one of our favourite questions on the podcast is, um, "What is your favourite colour?" And I'm really fascinated to ask you this one because I don't know if you're ever going to be able to answer it. But I. Well, I well, it would be easy to say all the colours, mm. but um, in fact, it's probably yellow. Really? I think so. I. And why? Why yellow? Uh, well, that's what comes to mind when you ask the question. But uh, it's a calming one, isn't it? Yellows. You should paint your bedroom walls yellow. Well, I remember when I was a kid, you meant to because it's oh, a really? concentration, but it's calming and it's oh, really? soothing. Yeah. Is it? Cool. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. 
I've always thought that because of you know um, Van Gogh and all that, yes. kind of yellow being associated with craziness. But mm-hmm. I mean that I don't. I wouldn't say that's why I like it because I. But I'm just talking about liking yellow in a way like I you're like, drawn to it. Um, mustard. the first like when I started numbering the work the, my work yeah, why did you why really, did you do that why it's because I didn't like because t- I just thought titles were sort of pretentious got it and when I was at art school as well everyone put like that was in the period where everything was called untitled yes and then with brackets an actual then there'd be a title title right <laughs> Got it. And, uh, and pretentious. Yeah. And I and and I know and and then with the numbers, I just thought. Well, actually, came that came from music as well because um I grew because I grew up with classical music, learning violin and stuff, and so I knew that about all these kind of Beethoven opus numbers and all you know. And I just the uh, so I thought, oh, why can't I just have catalogue numbers effectively for these things and not have titles? And the interesting part of this is that you, so all of Martin's works are called like work number mm. with Aye. a number and then occasionally you have you have an expl- explanation Aye. of almost like the process of what it actually is. <laughs> so if it's like a pack of blue tack that you have to like, you know, put into blobs of blue tack around a room or, or whatever Aye. it is. But what I find really interesting is you, you kind of went back. So when you first started doing the numbering, you didn't Aye. start at number one. You started at work number three. Aye. And this was like 91, wasn't it? 92, is that right? That kind of time. And then, yeah. and then but the first, the, the actual work number three, which is the earliest Aye. currently work number, is from 1986. So it's kind of, yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. So explain all uh, that. Yeah, well. because when, when I decided to number the, them, I, I went, you know, I, I, I went, you know, I went back and corrected took away all the titles and gave numbers to things. Oh, so you did start titling? Aye, I had some uh, titles at right. first, aye, which were just quite straightforward titles, really. But um, but the but I, I suppose it has to do a lot with words, and um, that was before I was doing anything with words as as the work being the words. But um, you know. I suppose it's because you know. Uh, I suppose because if you put a title on thing, uh, so often it feels like you're. Well, I don't know what you're trying to. Do. I mean, I mean, obviously, if you ha- if something has a title, it's all that's obviously part of the whole work. I mean, yeah. You know, there's no other. Well, it informs so it. much, doesn't it? Because also it mm. allows people to project into I, something. But the mm. but the first work that I numbered was this work number three. That's a yellow painting. Ah, yeah. And. Uh, and uh, I like, I still quite like that painting. Do you know all your works? If you, if we told you a number, would you know what it was? No, probably. Oh. Well, I'd know some of them. <laughs> would you? Really? Try it if Can you we try? try? Get the yeah. Book. No oh, way. Yes, yeah, get the book. All right. Oh, oh yeah. So everyone, you should get this book, by the way. It's from Thames and Hudson. It's called Martin Creed Works, which is the perfect title for this. Has that got a work um, number, the book? Hey, well, the design does, yeah. Does it? Yeah, it is a work of art in itself. I mean, I love yeah. this book. The and actually, the bi- on the this is one of my favourite things anyone's ever done in a book because it says, I fear this book. Um, <laughs> on the spine of the book, if you see it on a bookshelf, it says, I fear this book. I dare not look as bit by bit I trawl my shit. I don't think I want to make a book of my work. And it goes on and it's from the forward and in the book, it's like a three-page um, forward, which is incredible. Um, Come on in, let's go. Anyway, yeah, so... Uh, what, how do we do this though? You just say a work number. Oh, and you say what it is? Yeah. Wow. Well, oh, that's so hard. It's a test. That is hard. <laughs> oh my God. How many oh, work numbers have we got in there? I'm going to try and find I would something. definitely know some of them. Okay, hang on, hang on. I mean, I'm going to try. <laughs> this is fun. Work number 422. 
No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you're going to know. If you, go, if you go with a smaller number, I might. Oh, okay, okay. It, but less than 100. <laughs> <laughs> oh, less my. than 10. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Work number 88. A crumple ball of paper. Yeah, yeah. You know it. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking, though. That's one of your most famous. Exactly. It's got to be It's gotta be the ones like it's Work be number more 79. Some blue tank needed rolled into ball. Is it? Yes. Well, well again, you've chosen like... I know, but that's what I'm the saying. Smash hits. But then I think that's just common sense. Wouldn't you wouldn't you know? Oh, I love these. Um, what about work number four two nine? Oh no, I'm looking at Oh, no, oh it's at cheating. It. It's cheating. That's like when you're at school. school you look yeah. at someone else's answers. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Um, <laughs> and what um, what is your? If, if sometimes we ask this really silly question, but sometimes every time, okay, every time. Um, if <laughs> if you could go into a museum and do an art heist, what would you? What work would you steal and take home? Oh, all right. Uh, maybe it. Leonardo da Vinci's um, woman with a um, with an ermine for the fox. Wow! Wow! With a, is it a fox? An ermine? Is that And there's a fox in there as well, isn't there? Lady right, with maybe. ermine and fox or something. This oh, really? Cool. Yes, I think so. But anyway, she's holding in her ar- arms. Uh... <laughs> Good one. A bit like you right now. <laughs> you're holding Jimmy. But I. But... <laughs> oh, no, it is. You're right. You're right. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Ignore me. Which I remember seeing that in that. Museum in Krakow is that? I don't know if that's where it is. Oh, really? In Poland, but uh, yeah, I like that. I mean, I like a lot of paintings though. That's Holbein, yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, that's brilliant. I, I like. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, I like him. And I automatically went aye. to which I just showed you a picture of. Is yeah, it's it, it, <laughs> Hans Holbein painting of a woman with Stalin and Fox. Aye. Ah, do you know that one? Yes, I do. Yes, good one. Thank which you. Which is beautiful. Yes. So classy, aye. Ross. That's so like. Well, yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm really impressed. I know. Well, it just looked like earlier on I was giving Martin the wrong animal. <laughs> I felt like a knob. Well done. So I'm glad we clarified that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 was, Thanks. Yeah, it was nice to see it. I like it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> when you were growing up, what what made you um, want to be an artist or become an artist? Oh, because I well, guess it is I a decision get, at some point, isn't it? I I get into I was well I grew up getting to, um, getting taken around to art galleries a lot by my mum and dad, and my dad taught at Glasgow School of Art. Oh, really? In the silversmithing and jewellery department. So wow. In the in the design school as it was called, like, uh, but anyway, he. I mean, he's an artist in as a he's an artist. I mean, he he works in the field of uh, metalwork and and silversmithing and blacksmithing. Cool. But uh, so I get brought up getting taken around to a lot of museums and stuff a lot as a because it was thought to be good for you. Yeah, well, it's worked. <laughs> it is good for you. <laughs> and, uh, and my mum's German, and so I also grew up going to Germany a lot, and that's where we get, went to a lot of. Um, 
you know, weird Kunsthalle yeah. type, you know, because at that time you couldn't see stuff like that in Britain, really. No, I'm you sure, know, there was yeah. no. But in Germany, you could, and uh, you know things like uh, she, her. My grandmother lived in Hanover, which is where the Kurt Schwitter's room is in the Sprengel Museum, and uh, so anyway. But the, but when I was a teenager, I get I was I couldn't decide between art, stud, trying to study art, music, um, psychology, architecture, and English literature. And you've combined and them all. That's what your work is. But the thought, and music as well. Actually, did I say that? But the uh, the uh, but yeah, I thought that if you did fine art, you could do all of them. Got it. Yeah, which, yeah. You've, I, which you've gone on to do. And, yeah. uh, and it's true as well that um, I knew people because I went to UCL. I went to the Slade, which is part of UCL, the university. Yeah. So I'd go to the union and meet you know people studying. English or geography or whatever, mm-hmm. and I did always think about these other subjects that the 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 way they were studied seemed awfully you know kind of narrow and you know like why couldn't they you know why couldn't they be more like art schools where people could kind of work on their own ideas you know mm. a lot of it seemed to do with learning stuff and mm-hmm. it was a bit boring. Yes, well you're looking for the light stuff and everything as well it seems. But I have a question <laughs> for you then that. Comedy wise, what do you? What's your kind of go-to comedy, comedian or show? Oh well, I grew up with Billy Connolly. Okay, cool. And, uh, I yes. love him. Yes. And um, but there's a guy called nowadays who I think in a way comes very much from Billy Connolly called Phil K. Scott, not to be confused with. There's another comedian called K. Yeah, thingy mm. Peter K. Aye. Yeah. But I'm talking about Phil Key, who's Scottish. Yeah. He's a Scot- he's Scottish. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. Key that you're talking about, he isn't Scottish. No, he isn't. He's from that place. I don't know. Yes. Anyway, the north Somewhere of not Scotland. And, yeah. and what, what is it about his. his... Phil Key yeah, has yeah. just got a brilliant improvisational style and. Um, yeah, he's one of my favorites. Him and Billy Connolly are probably my favorites. Have you and, met uh, Billy Connolly? I have. You? have I? I like looking in the mirror, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But uh, I met him a f- couple of times, and he is brilliant. And he's exactly the same as well when you meet him. That's that's, that's the kind of thing everyone says about that. everything. Yeah. But the, he just starts telling a story, and Got it. Uh, that is him, isn't it's it? Not he's not different than he no. is on stage. Yeah. Talking about being different from how you you are right like i often think about <laughs> your work um you the persona of you and then this right. kind of like like recently your show at house and worth in london which is on right oh, yeah. now um, um you at the opening you had it's actually i think originally from your music video for understanding the song uh-huh. where you put on glasses ah, over yeah. glasses, oh, yeah, that, over glasses right. and hats on hats on hats but also in understanding the music video which is also i think 2016 it's on youtube or martin's website um but there's lots of different use in that yeah. video, which um, I really wanted to ask you about because were they all constructed selves? Because in a way, it, it's almost like you're you're creating many different people, or are they all you? Mm. Well, that um, the, yeah, it's not it's not very th- like a, a lot of things. I suppose it's not very thought through. Okay, you know, but uh, uh, the I've been buying uh, clothes on eBay 
for, well, before eBay as well, but especially on eBay, that's when it really escalated. Wow. The buying vintage clothes and I don't, you know, um, and uh, men and women's clothes, just things that I like. And yeah. actually, I like a, a lot of women's jackets and things I like. A lot of men's clothes I find really very boxy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so, not well, the vintage that. stuff, especially because that was before we, was before David Beckham. So everything Aye. we had was just a box cut shirt, wasn't it? <laughs> so uh, and buying different things and trying, you know, and trying them out, and then that, and and so, but I don't, but you know, buying things like that, you know, you don't often might not. Uh, but they for you, know, you to wear or to use? Aye, to wear. Oh right, but um, is this but a women's be, coat you've got on today? Or is aye, this, it is. Aye, it's lovely. And actually, the shorts because you can tell partly by the shorter arms. Yeah. Oh yeah. But the I like that because I, I hate having things with really long arms where they oh, get well, well. if where they start like if you're I wash my hands a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> so if they start like hanging over the edge of the you, you know like sleeves. dragging on things and that yeah I've got quite long <laughs> I've got quite long arms so I try to keep them covered so right. so they don't look because I think if you have this flesh showing they end up looking longer than they should be right. and you've got you've got perfectly sized arms and today you're actually wearing a like a I don't know what you call that like a oh, turtleneck yeah. neck. a rainbow turtleneck a Rob. that's not I think it's a collar well, that's a collar. that's a work you know it is a work I was going to say because recently I'd say in the last few years you've started making towels. these wow, these that. works which are my favourite works and there's one in the yeah. show in London right now and they're, they're natural dyes aren't they yeah they're like scales yeah these are all natural they're, so they're not artificial these colours they're made from plants and yeah. all kinds of stuff oh well that's the colours you use are always natural aren't they they're not, they're not yeah like, they are in, in those tapestries they are yeah. So yeah. a lot of paintings you've made also you, the colours are natural well, they're, natural dyes and uh, well no only in the tapestries is it right. really natural dyes in most of the paintings but the paint uh, but, would, but it depends because some of them are trying to usually trying to use all the colours equally mm. that's usually or often one of the big things is one to not choose you know and you don't necessarily mix up the paints either do you and it's the same with the clothes, is it not yeah. choosing? Yeah, often not mixing. Yeah. Yeah. So Just in a way, it's like the pure colour, like the colour that's come out of the tube will be the colour that you, you use. Aye. Yeah. Because I don't know which colours are the best ones, you know. I mean, every, they're all beautiful. So yeah. then it's a matter of trying to use them equally. And that's why a lot of the things end up striped. Because if you're trying to. There's an equal amount of each yeah. colour, then you yeah. might end up with stripes. Yeah. So what's this collar? Yeah. This this clicks around your neck, does it? Aye, this... it just clicks. There's um, there's two poppers at the back, and so it's a mini version of the. But I I like um, wearing polo necks and having my neck covered. Mm -hmm. So that's how come I ended up making this collar thing. Yeah, I've got one on today, so I understand. <laughs> and in that in that video, understanding the other thing I love is your hair. Because you, oh, yeah. there's so many different hairstyles, yeah. and I, I know that you've actually included your hair in your exhibitions. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. You've like cut your hair because yeah, yeah. apparently when you were growing up, you had a complex relationship with your own hair. Aye, um, being curly and aye, why well, I, I grew up being very afraid of hair, but I think I've inherited that from my family as well. Because I, I recently I noticed that they were all talking about hair. Oh, really? In a slightly disparaging way, you know. <laughs> Body hair. But hairy people, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of people who have, you know, well, people go both ways with hair, but there's a lot of people think it should be cut off. That's but, a modern um, thing, though, isn't it? That's like, Maybe it is more modern. Yeah. And how did you decide to start using your hair in your work? 
Well, I think that was to do with very much. Uh, <laughs> is, um, well, the um, uh, I think that that that, that uh, started with something maybe like the running. I did this piece with people running through a gallery, yeah. and I did, and that the, the train of thought that led to that was that. Um, uh, was the idea that that, uh, that um, all everything is a live experience? Like I was talking about earlier, you know, that looking at a painting is just as much a live experience as, say, someone singing a song or something like that. Yes. And uh, but and then thinking, okay, I'm gonna. Why don't I try and make work that really is, that that is really obviously happening live? You mm -hmm. know, and uh, and that so and that's and I thought, well, why don't I have people running? You know, through the gallery, because if you know, if you, if the work's going to be moving kinetically, why not have it as moving as fast as possible? So have yeah. people running as fast as they can, you know, and uh, so and that's how that's how that came about, you know, and and also because thinking as well about the fact that you know, in in within the idea that work is always live and kinetic because you're always moving, you're looking at it, and you're moving, and your your heart's beating, and you're moving around, so. It's always a kinetic experience to, but usually the work is moving is is fixed on the wall and you're moving around, yep. and so the running piece came from the idea of trying to just reverse that, and have the work moving faster than the people. Yeah, you know, I remember it in tape and when you it just in the Divine galleries or whatever, mm. and people would run by you and it was such a shock. It's startling. It's startling, yeah, right. and it kind of freaked me out, and I'd yeah. be like, "What the hell's going on?" And I I didn't even realize it was work right. at first, you know, and it's like. It did have that effect, yeah. which is such a. Well, I think the current our... climate as well, with you know terrorism and stuff, and you're in a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that's true, if you have people running past you quickly, you my <laughs> yeah. your automatic thing is someone's. I know, and when, in the eighties, when I was a kid, and you you're not allowed people to running. You'd think run. someone was like robbing the bank. Ah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's sort of built within our. Yeah. Within our. Within Aye. our bodies. And we're probably told and taught in a, in a you know a public institution you don't run. That's yeah, just exactly. Given. Yeah, exactly. You're not allowed to. All of those rules with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, That's actually very funny as well. Yeah, I like that. yeah, totally. But that, but also part of that whole thing was uh, I was working with dancers at the time as well, I bet, and doing this stuff on stage with dancers. But I was basically thinking, oh, you know, that you know, I'm sitting around here having, you know, thinking about these different ideas and stuff. But what I, you know, the 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 before you. In order to be able to do anything, you have to move your body, you know. Mm. So, to make all of these works and things I was working on, you know, the, the the baseline thing I had to be able to do is move, and that's what you know. If you're alive, you're moving. If you're not, you know, if you're not moving, you're dead. Yeah. Basically, and yeah. so if you're alive, you're moving, and so living is a matter of moving, and so and I and I thought, well, work. If I'm going to work on my life, I need to work on my movements. And um, that's one of the other ideas that led to doing like sort of a thing with runners or dancers. Yeah. And um, but thinking and you know and thinking and then I just start thinking about all works like like so I was th I start thinking about a painting is basically that's a recording of the movements I've made. You know, in mm. fact, all work is a, is basically a, the you know the ramifications or, or results of the movements that you make, whether yes. it's talking on the phone or you know or or. Or moving your arms around in midair, which mm -hmm. is what oh, I see. You do if you do a painting, hair. and well, and so, but it was, and the other thing is that about it all is that I feel like that um, that it's it's so starting with your own movements and starting with yourself, and obviously, 
you know, if you start with yourself, then then you're there, you know, with your hair that grows, you know, mm. all it grows all the time. You know, you have to deal with that. Mm. And um, and uh, I started thinking about hair a lot because. I was, uh, <laughs> because that's the trouble with hair, you know, this stuff that is always growing, coming out of you. I started equating hair with feelings that, um, you know, hair is very much like feelings that it it's always comes out of you, but you don't really have control over it. You know, you don't choose what you're hair. You, you, you deal with it as it comes out. Exactly. But you don't get to choose whether you've got curly hair or straight hair or whatever. And, and, yeah. and I think it's noticeable that a lot of people seem to not, you know, not that seem to wish they had hair that was different, different. yes you know right, right, right. and i feel like it's quite, quite like that with feelings are often the feelings come up you know you're very much at the mercy of them you don't control you, you know they come up and then you have to deal, deal with, with them, them in the moment yeah Aye, and then you know maybe you try and shape them a bit or whatever and yes but, and so I, I start thinking that hair and feelings were very very much the same and but it was it, it was more like trying to get work closer to home really mm. Thinking, oh, I'm making these movements. I mean, maybe I need to work on this stuff instead of with these big ideas over there with some big. I've always been really interested in hair in in art because, like, um, the idea that it stores information as well because it's like DNA or whatever. And I remember Michael Fullerton, the Scottish um, painter and conceptual artist. He has used hair a lot in his work, and um, and I really like that. Yeah, and his is all about information and. Um, you know, methods of storing information on all kinds of levels throughout right. his work. But I, I, I was wondering whether that had any interest to you as well, but maybe not. Maybe it's more just about feeling. I, well, I think I, I don't know. I, but I mean, I think the thing we hear is that, um, I mean, I definitely grew up with that. You know, there's the idea that, you know, the kind of hairy people were kind of like a bit dangerous. and Really? Aye. Oh, wow, I yeah. thought the opposite. But, I was always like, I loved hair. All right, yeah. aye. But the thing is, you know, like Billy Connolly's really hairy and yes. obviously that's something very in his favour. Yes, <laughs> and, <laughs> to aspire to. You know, and uh, uh, but I, I remember that work by a perform a woman perform performing art, performance artist where, where she dragged her hair on the floor. Oh yeah, you know, cleaning. Is it Doffy's gallery when I was at when you were studying? School? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think her name was Janine and Anthony. Yeah, her name. Aye, that is. Yeah. I think that's right. Aye. And what was the other work she made? Didn't she? Is make... that it was with a well, it was something with a massive block of chocolate. That's right. This is and, what Carl uh, told me about. And uh, which maybe she'd like nod into over a period of time. But anyway, I like chocolate. I like chocolate. And, uh, <laughs> and I like hair. I love. Chocolate. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't know. She's your favourite like keep them, combination. I keep them separate though. Yeah, that's, I, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would like a bit of hairy. Yeah, chocolate. hairy chocolate. No, she no, put no. them together. And uh, those are the yeah, and she so this one with her hair, she swept the. I believe that she used her hair like a mop, and she swept the floor or, or mopped the floor. It was in a window, um, in this kind of shop window. And uh, where did she eat the chocolate? Well, I don't know. I don't know where she ate the chocolate. Well, I always remember someone. I think I can't remember who it was, but there was someone that said that when you went into the show, the smell of the chocolate was so intense. Oh, right. So it was. It was a really sensory exhibition because it was on so many levels. It it worked on different levels. But I love that idea of going into a gallery and smelling chocolate. Yes, and not being able to eat it. Someone else eating it. Yeah, you could like pump in chocolate. I'd like to make work with chocolate because. 
But I, uh, have you done a sensory smell? Does any of your work contain smell? No. Oh. Actually, no. No. Mm. I, I, I've thought about that. Or I've often thought about that, but yeah. then, you know, oh, and then I didn't. You know, like, yeah. but I never... Um, Explored it yet. I suppose that people, are, the balloon work yes, can, can smell. be very smelly in mm. terms yes. of the latex. Mm. Yes. Yeah. But the hair and the clothes, so, you know, working on, and that's what I've started, to, uh, you know, trying to work on just, um, I suppose, clo- like I say, closer to home, like, you mm. know, you know, instead of like working on that thing over there, mm. why not work on your, you know, hairstyle? Or mm. Your, mm. Well, you, exp- you, know, you explore certain themes over and over and over and over again like going through this book the protrusion right i appears again and again and again aye, aye, it does and it's aye. like it's like you you haven't you can't you're trying to exhaust something but you haven't quite distilled it perfectly just right yet. because like you're constantly trying to find that next do you find that well that seems like a nice way of putting it because i right. i feel like it's more like it's like oh god I'm just like i'm just i can't help myself i'm just always and and sometimes when i i i, I, I use notebooks that i carry around because okay. you're recording this today. i am Is recording this? this but you know often it wouldn't get listened to but i record a lot of things to, in um in case some ideas come up, or whatever. got it, got it, yes, good. You know, and I use voice notes as well to make notes, but yeah. I also use notebooks to make notes. And I often, and I sometimes, you know, if I've got a thing coming up, then I'll, I mean, you know, I'll take a morning and go through the notebook to see what I was working, you know, got to it. see what ideas I know I wrote down. But I often notice when I go through my notebooks, uh, you know, the same thing will be written down, like really. Again and again and again. Like, I mean, like I just like I, and every time I wrote it, I thought I was, you know, it was like, fresh. Fuck, I better write this down. <laughs> <laughs> there again, wow. It's like the same thing, like twenty times, like, and it's like God. But what are, what are those things? The protrusion, intrusion, and often, uh, well, it just be ideas. Well, well, uh, so the protrusion thing uh, that comes to mind, and you saying that there's a lot of these in and out things, you yeah. know, yeah. But I feel I don't know if you know I. But I, you know, I, I often think I'm like a goldfish. You know, they say that a goldfish doesn't it's two have two second memory. Think, oh, well, that's a good idea. <laughs> two seconds later, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of links to a question I wanted to ask you. Actually, just um, tying everything up. But um, what do you attribute your longevity to? Like the fact that you've had such a long career, and you've also been kind of successful continuously, which I know isn't totally in your control in a way, because. I guess, like, I've heard you say as well before that art isn't something that artists actually necessarily make. It's something that's get, that gets created by the people looking at it or mm. exhibiting it or saying that it's art, almost, that you yeah. make things. Or Well, we were talking uh, about this last night. More than, more than any other people, I feel like you're an artist that people project onto and you facilitate that. You want people to project Aye. onto you who you are and what the art is. And yeah, you and are open somehow their experience Aye. becomes part of Their experience of, is yeah. what you want. I the more it's so interactive. I well, I think I I think I do think that because I and I, and I think that because people, ev- everyone, you know, lives in their in, in their own world and and so in, in anything else that they might be looking at or or listening to or whatever, you know, they that then they are you know effectively using that within their own when we're all in our different worlds that are all in you know that are obviously overlapped a lot but um but there's no way like i feel like i've got no there's no way i would know how to you know communicate with with someone else 
I think it's I, I don't I don't I don't know how communication takes place, you know. But you mean only, in art with through art in any way at all? I actually really that because I, because I because I feel because I am um, because I think that because everyone's in their own world, you know. That and, and mm-hmm. um, but the only way that I feel able to really think about it is that is that I'm an example of a person, you know. And so and there and so and therefore, if I um try to you know live as best i can yeah and um in the world that then hopefully that that might ra- or and and the things i do might rhyme with someone else you know who who's in who's in their world got it but i think but i feel like it's often a mistake to think that you can communicate to think that you can you know let's say make someone else feel something or whatever mm-hmm. i think that's really uh, i feel like that's a dangerous path do you think that's quite an arrogant thing to think I, i'm going to create something that's going to affect loads of people i know it's right. kind of the, that's the kind of route towards trying to no. be you know, sort of manipulative or whatever you know the, the, yeah. the people pe- because people you know bring what they bring to exactly. things and you know what yeah. they find what they find in them and you know it's i can't control that so I may as well forget yeah. About trying so in to a way, do that, even though I might well, like, I wish like, I could, you know, yeah. or I, like, I mean, part of me wishes I could, but. So your work no. is like a good deed. You're paying it forward. Basically, <laughs> 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 is what it seems. But also, to but also, I guess you just have to keep living your life, and through living your life, and yes. you communicating through your work is somehow just it's just going to continue because that is so that in a way is the secret to your yeah. your uh, longevity is just yeah. being alive <laughs> on some level. Yes, yeah, so keep living. I guess <laughs> keep living. Well, we got. I got to say, you are a lovely man. Right. So whatever energy. Honestly, I could out talk there, to you for hours. Every time I every yeah. time I spent time with you, I leave feeling really. Um, Energized, exhilarated, and yeah. interested in kind of thinking about things, and I don't know. I just I love being around you, yeah. and I'm really. I said to Russell last night, I'm just so happy. It sounds really a bit silly, actually, but so happy that your work exists because yeah. because I actually think it improves people's lives in a way, yeah. and I'm sure it's improved your life because it's it's helped you. Yeah, to, I think it's helped me. I yeah, totally. And I I heard in one of your interviews where you were talking about how sometimes you make things because you might not be feeling that great or something, not necessarily depressed, but just like mm. you're just trying to struggle with existing aye, <laughs> somehow and aye. therefore you create, which I really relate to. But I also think by the act of creating and the things you create, your work is a really positive, hopeful, mm. um, you know, thought-provoking kind of universe. That, yeah, that, no, that was what you were saying. Oh, yeah. so most people make art when they are sad or out of, out of a need of trying to get something aye. out to exercise something, whereas you were saying that you want to make the work when you're feeling good. Well, but, well, I think well, I think both or all of the wh- whatever we. But I, I, I do think that feeling bad is 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 one of the most common, you know, inspirations for work because I, I feel like if you're when you're feeling very good, then you might tend to try not to change anything. Got it. Oh, you know, yeah. not, Hold like, on to stay, that. <laughs> let's yeah. just stay here if yeah, we're feeling yeah. good. Yeah. But but. The, the kind of thing that will make you get up and, you know, go out or phone someone up or start a whole ball rolling that might lead to... That would maybe tend to be, you know, you might be frustrated or or or, 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 or something like that. Yeah. So do you, do you catch yourself emotionally and go, OK, this is where you're at now. Let's try and make work in this. Aye. Yes. I do. Yeah. But I also I actually find... I think that I find it, you know, motivate. It's very difficult often to get motivated, sure. you know, um, uh, if I'm at home in my little kingdom, 
you know, yes. with my mm. cups of tea and, yeah, you know, and I'm, so I, one, but I, but I really fear that kind of like, you know, just kind of just end up sitting around on the sofa the whole time mm. kind of, cause I, cause I get bored then doing, I don't like that. And I yeah. Feel, but, um, so I try to, I often think that working, trying to work is often like, you know, it's like basically you have to find a cliff, you know, and jump off it, you know, and then, cause metaphorically, I yes, and then you're in, the, <laughs> and when and then you're in the water, and you just have to swim for your life, you know. But often, working is a matter of finding some kind of cliff like that. Got it. That you, you know, perhaps safer than just a cliff, an actual cliff. Got it. <laughs> and do you have to find a different cliff each time? Once, you, once. I. You have to push yourself out. Aye, because you learn about the currents and you, you learn, you know, it, yes. you start like getting There's not clever that bit, and uh, working out how yeah. you can just lie on a lilo. Yeah, got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is, you're finding a new, that is, I think that uh, jumping into areas where you don't know what you're doing. Mm. I, I think that's the, it's the, 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 the scariest thing I feel like is if you think you know what you're doing in a situation. If you've mastered something. Aye. Yeah. So you need that to keep is when you're going to just flip into. But you like to wank. set your, you like you know, to set yourself up to fail, and you never seem to. Well, but, but I think that's I the do. Way, <laughs> that seems to be you like you set yourself up to expose Aye. yourself completely and put yourself out there and go like, here I am, come Aye. on, and that's that's the kind of default uh, position where you throw yourself out into the world. Aye, I think well, it feels like that sometimes. I mean, it's a bit, I mean, maybe it's a bit of a death wish type thing. Yeah. But I feel like it's a, it's a form. It's like a. I mean, I, I, I've never been bungee jumping, and I wouldn't want to. No, I don't either. But, I don't uh, want to either. But I feel like it's something. It is like that. Yes. You know, it's, and it's but, some kind of like, in, and it's so. You know, the rush comes when you're near to. I chatted death, to a friend of ours know. the other day about skydiving and she was saying that the moment you jump out of the plane mm. you feel but, the kind of because you're doing it but the minute you're in the air you don't feel anything because it's really boring apparently right, really? apparently it's very calm because you're just because <laughs> the air is obviously hitting your body or whatever yeah. and it's quite slow kind of calm yeah. thing and the only nerve wracking bit is will your parachute Winding. go up yeah. All right. but even at that point she said that it's so calm that it wasn't at all what she expected. Whereas I think bungee jumping is probably a bit more yeah. intense and crazy. I couldn't deal with that. Right. But I quite liked the idea of um, skydiving now, weirdly. I don't think yeah, I'm going to necessarily... Skydive. Oh, did really? you? Yeah, yeah. I did over the Blue Mountains in Sydney. While, did you? While I was doing the History no, Boys really? on tour. And we wasn't, we, me and Jamie Parker had to sneak off and do it. Because right. if they found out we'd done a skydive, I think we'd have been like... Oh, yeah, because we <laughs> We'd have been like, what? <laughs> we did it. Yeah, it was that experience. You, you, when you get jumping out the plane with like this man on your back, you're like, this is bonkers and then when you're in the air it is it's exhilarating but you're like okay this is what this isn't what i thought it would feel like and then when they pull the parachute and then you're spinning down it's it's kind of yeah it's terrifying well on this topic i think that's a great way to um close this interview is is that we should all try something new yes (laughs) and don't settle for like where you're at try and learn something new jump out of a plane (laughs) um and everybody should buy martin's book martin creed works and also his albums of music and see all his shows you've got loads of things coming up i know you've got the um the live performance at the barbican uh, oh that's right yeah yeah you've got lots of things coming up but um we will add all the images we've been talking about of martin's work onto our Instagram um, at TalkArt please um, uh, leave reviews and let us know what you think and uh, what a total pleasure to have you here today it's been a pleasure talking to you wonderful man thank you very much a good one cheers Martin thank you Martin cheers 
You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamant and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in this episode. Recorded at Spiritland London by Anthony Shaw and edited by Gareth Isles. Subscribe to Talk Art on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.